You're a good mom. I'm the best. No, I'm pretty sure the best moms let their daughters drive. And yet? Oh, come on. Look, let's not have this conversation. But I took the class. You spend enough time not knowing where you are. I don't want to add to that the possibility that you're on the highway. I just don't want you driving, okay? I want you here. And that is from Buffy. And maybe that rings true to you. Maybe you have kids who are just learning how to drive and you're anxious. How do you deal with that anxiety as a parent, knowing that you have a new driver on the road? Or maybe you remember back to your childhood. Did your parents let you drive? My parents were delighted to let me drive because that meant that I could drive myself to all of my after-school events, or I could take my sisters who were younger than me to events. How do you manage the anxiety, if you're a parent, dealing with teenager? And if you're the teenager, how do you deal with your parents' anxiety? And how do you build trust in your parents, help build, help them build trust in you that you're competent and able to drive, to take those first steps, not only driving, but the first steps in life. Eventually, you'll be moving out of the house and on your own. And how do you do that in a way that's uh, not as, not as roller coaster like as most families deal with. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist here to answer your calls and questions. And right now, I want to welcome Annie to the phone. Annie, you have a question? Hi, Dr. Kenner. Yeah, I have a friend. She's sort of like a little sister to me. Yeah. She's 21, and I haven't seen her in a few years. And this weekend, I just actually got in contact with her. And I noticed that she confuses her dreams with reality. A lot of times she'll tell me that she had a dream and she wants me to help her in her dream defeat her problem. But how do I tell her that it's just a dream, it's not real? Well, you'd need to give me an example. And if if there's anything private, you can just change it because I just need the type of example that she gave you. Yeah, she... um, her family was abusive to her when yeah. she was growing up, and physically she told abusive. Me that last night she had a dream that they were abusing her, yeah. and she wanted to tell them to stop. And so today she called me and told me that she wants my help. She wants me to come with her in her dream so that I can defend her and tell them to stop abusing her. Okay, physical abuse is that what you're referring to? It seems like more of an emotional abuse. Okay, so if now this is falling into the category of trauma. Many trauma victims um, have told me that when they were being beaten or, you can name it, sexually abused or emotionally uh, torn apart, that they would cope and they use very different strategies. You know, there are only so many strategies you can use to cope. Some of them try to pretend that they weren't where they were that they were really at a friend's house. So, you know, from the outside, we can look and we can say they're crazy, but actually it was a rational coping strategy to deal with horrific situation, a horrific situation. You know, they would try to disengage. And then your subconscious is processing everything. And if her family was abusive to her, and it hasn't been resolved in the sense that she doesn't feel like she's had her say with them, and she's dreaming now, you're, you're now saying that she wants you to go to her family or to go into her dream. Which one is she asking you? She's 
she actually asked me to go with her to her dream. Okay, obviously, how did you answer her? I kind of left it open. I didn't really answer her question. Um, I just listened to her. Yeah. Okay. Well, the fact that she knows it's a dream. She said, come with me in my dream? Yes. Okay, so she still can differentiate reality from a dream. It's just that she's not differentiating the fact that you can't come with her in the dream. Now, whether she meant, I don't, you know her, well, I guess you haven't seen her in a while, but um, it, you you could say something along the lines of, help me understand you better. What do you want, What what type of help are you wanting me to do? What specifically do you want me to do? What do you okay. think? What do you think she might say? You know, I don't know. She's so young. She's twenty-one, and um, I just don't know her well enough to know exactly what she's going through. Um, I just really want to help her be able to tell the difference between what's dream and what's real. Okay, so that's a d- different situation. See, if you help her get specific, she might say on the better end of things. She might say something, Annie, to the effect of, um, well, I know you can't come in my dreams. I'm just meaning that metaphorically. If you were in this situation that my, that I'm describing to you in my dream, can you think along with me and help me figure out what to do? Now, that would be okay because she's still telling the difference. She just wants some help, some guidance mm-hmm. in how to handle trauma. And if you're not... Um, if that's not something you've done a lot of, then you can just tell her, you know, it sounds, it's wonderful that you're motivated now to ask for my help. I'm not the right person to ask. I would get professional help and I would, I, uh, Dr. Ellen Kenner, would recommend a cognitive therapist because they're going to teach her thinking skills and they will help her differentiate uh, fantasy or dreams from reality better. To, okay. to get those boundaries better. You could tell her, you could go to the website to check them out, but academyofct.org, CT for cognitive therapy, it's all blended together as one word. It, they list therapists who've been trained by them all over the world. Okay. So she could seek help then there. If she can't find one, um, and of course, just because you find a cognitive therapist doesn't mean the chemistry between you and any individual therapist is great. So, But if she can find a, a good cognitive therapist that she feels at home with, someone who's had some experience dealing with trauma and helping people... Uh, um, Basically, you're reprogramming your mind to not feel like the essence of of people and reality is uh, abuse, but that you're free to live your life again and that that was an awful childhood, but an anomaly, meaning you were unlucky, but now you're free. You want to be able to move on and you want to mentally free yourself too. Tell me why she would take, if you don't know her that well now, Tell me what's drawing you into her life again. I feel like I gave up on her. She she was like a little sister to me. And when she was in her foster care, she spent a lot of time with me. And um, she called me out of the blue. Yeah. I hadn't talked to her in years. And I'm glad that she can confide in me again mm-hmm. because we did lose touch. Yeah. I don't want to scare her away because she 
she needs to be able to have somebody since she doesn't have family. Yeah. I feel like I'm her only family. Are you okay with that? It's, it seems like it's a lot of pressure on me, but at the same time, you know, when you care about somebody, you stick with them no matter what. Okay, let me say you can care about her. If you were a, a trained, I, um, I, are you a therapist? Say again? Are you a therapist? No. Okay, if you were a trained therapist who dealt with trauma all the time, you could probably easily give her some guidance. If you are not a trained therapist and this feels like it's overload for you, you, can, you if you don't want to take on the role of being her caretaker, you can delimit your involvement, be there, but be one of other people, be one of several friends she has to turn to, help her be more resourceful and help her get professional help. And, but, you, but you have your own life too that you have a right to enjoy. So make sure that you keep the boundaries where it's appropriate for you. Okay. So you don't get in over your head. And if it ends up being a wonderful experience, you reconnect with her and have a lifetime family member, a new family member, or one that's returned, that's great. Uh, but if it's not going in that direction, it's your life. You want to, you don't owe your life to somebody else. Right. So thank you so much for your call, Annie. Thank you so much, Dr. Kenner. I'll, um, I really appreciate it. Okay, and uh, let me know how things go if you get a chance. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Now, what do you do if you are at a family gathering and Dad says something that you totally disagree with? It's totally irrational and you want to speak your mind, but in that split second you feel trapped. You hear yourself muttering, oh, what's the use, it's Dad, and you keep quiet but with one huge change inside. The fire in your mind has turned into a thick smoke screen. You feel beaten and depressed. You want to stop and ask yourself, what is the use of speaking up for yourself? It's very important. So coming up next, Lynn Zinzer and I will discuss the benefits of speaking up for your rational values and we'll explore how to earn courage and integrity. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com. 